Section 13 of the Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1, by Abdul Baha Abbas. Section 13. 10. April 24, 1912, at 1937 13th Street Northwest, Washington, D.C., home of Mrs. Andrew J. Dyer. Notes by Joseph H. Hannon. A meeting such as this seems like a beautiful cluster of precious jewels, pearls, rubies, diamonds, sapphires. It is a source of joy and delight. Whatever is conducive to the unity of the world of mankind is most acceptable and praiseworthy. Whatever is the cause of discord and disunion is saddening and deplorable. Consider the significance of unity and harmony. This evening I will speak to you upon the subject of existence and non-existence, life and death. Existence is the expression and outcome of composition and combination. Non-existence is the expression and outcome of division and disintegration. If we study the forms of existence in the material universe, we find that all created things are the result of composition. Material elements have grouped together in infinite variety and endless forms. Each organism is a compound, each object is an expression of elemental affinity. We find the complex human organism simply an aggregation of cellular structure, the tree is a composite of plant cells, the animal a combination and grouping of cellular atoms or units, and so on. Existence, or the expression of being, is therefore composition, and non-existence is decomposition, division, disintegration. When elements have been brought together in a certain plan of combination, the result is the human organism. When these elements separate and disperse, the outcome is death and non-existence. Life is therefore the product of composition, and death signifies decomposition. Likewise in the world of minds and souls, fellowship, which is an expression of composition, is conducive to life, whereas discord, which is an expression of decomposition, is the equivalent of death. Without cohesion among the individual elements which compose the body politic, disintegration and decay must inevitably follow and life be extinguished. Ferocious animals have no fellowship. The vultures and tigers are solitary, whereas domestic animals live together in complete harmony. The sheep, black and white, associate without discord. Birds of various species and colors wing their flight and feed together without trace of enmity or disagreement. Therefore, in the world of humanity, it is wise and seemly that all the individual members should manifest unity and affinity. In the clustered jewels of the races, may the colored people be as sapphires and rubies, the whites as diamonds and pearls. The composite beauty of humanity will be witnessed in their unity and blending. How glorious the spectacle of real unity among mankind! How conducive to peace, confidence, and happiness if races and nations were united in fellowship and accord! The prophets of God were sent into the world upon this mission of unity and agreement, that these long-separated sheep might flock together. When the sheep separate, they are exposed to danger, but in a flock and under protection of the shepherd, they are safe from the attack of all ferocious enemies. When the racial elements of the American nation unite in actual fellowship and accord, the light of the oneness of humanity will shine. The day of eternal glory and bliss will dawn, the Spirit of God encompass and the divine favors descend. Under the leadership and training of God, the real shepherd, all will be protected and preserved. He will lead them in green pastures of happiness and sustenance, and they will attain to the real goal of existence. This is the blessing and benefit of unity. This is the outcome of love. This is the sign of the most great peace. This is the star of the oneness of the human world. 
consider how blessed this condition will be i pray for you and ask the confirmation and assistance of god in your behalf 11 april 25 1912 at 1718th street northwest washington dc home of mr and mrs arthur j parsons theosophical society notes by joseph h hannon the greatest power in the realm and range of human existence is spirit the divine breath which animates and pervades all things it is manifested throughout creation in different degrees or kingdoms in the vegetable kingdom it is the spirit augmentative or power of growth the animus of life and development in plants trees and organisms of a floral world in this degree of its manifestation spirit is unconscious of the powers which qualify the kingdom of the animal the distinctive virtue or plus of the animal is sense perception it sees hears smells tastes and feels but is incapable in turn of conscious ideation or reflection which characterize and differentiate the human kingdom the animal neither exercises nor apprehends this distinctive human power and gift from the visible it cannot draw conclusions regarding the invisible whereas the human mind from visible and known premises attain knowledge of the unknown and invisible for instance christopher columbus from information based upon known and provable facts drew conclusions which led him unerringly across the vast ocean to the unknown continent of america such power of accomplishment is beyond the range of animal intelligence therefore this power is a distinctive attribute of the human spirit and kingdom the animal spirit cannot penetrate and discover the mysteries of things it is a captive of the senses no amount of teaching for instance would enable it to grasp the fact that the sun is stationary and the earth moves around it likewise the human spirit has its limitations it cannot comprehend the phenomena of the kingdom transcending the human station for it is a captive of powers and life forces which have their operation upon its own plane of existence and it cannot go beyond that boundary there is however another spirit which may be termed the divine to which jesus christ refers when he declares that man must be born of its quickening and baptized with its living fire souls deprived of that spirit are accounted as dead though they are possessed of the human spirit his holiness jesus christ has pronounced them dead inasmuch as they have no portion of the divine spirit he says let the dead bury their dead in another instance he declares that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit by this he means that souls though alive in the human kingdom are nevertheless dead if devoid of this particular spirit of divine quickening they have not partaken of the divine life of the higher kingdom for the soul which partakes of the power of the divine spirit is verily living this quickening spirit has spontaneous emanation from the sun of truth from the reality of divinity and is not a revelation or a manifestation it is like the rays of the sun the rays are emanations from the sun this does not mean that the sun has become divisible that a part of the sun has come out into space this plant beside me has risen from the seed therefore it is a manifestation and unfoldment of the seed the seed as you can see has unfolded in manifestation and the result is this plant every leaf of the plant is a part of the seed but the reality of divinity is indivisible and each individual of humankind cannot be a part of it as is often claimed nay rather the individual realities of mankind when spiritually born are emanations from the reality of divinity just as the flame heat and light of the sun are the effulgence of the sun and not a part of the sun itself therefore a spirit has emanated from the reality of divinity and its effulgences have become visible in human entities or realities this ray and this heat are permanent 
there is no cessation in the effulgence as long as the sun exists the heat and light will exist and inasmuch as eternality is a property of divinity this emanation is everlasting there is no cessation in its outpouring the more the world of humanity develops the more the effulgences or emanations of divinity will become revealed just as the stone when it becomes polished and pure as a mirror will reflect in fuller degree the glory and splendor of the sun the mission of the prophets the revelation of the holy books the manifestation of the heavenly teachers and the purpose of divine philosophy all center in the training of the human realities so that they may become clear and pure as mirrors and reflect the light and love of the sun of reality therefore i hope that whether you be in the east or the west you will strive with heart and soul in order that day by day the world of humanity may become glorified more spiritual more sanctified and that the splendor of the sun of reality may be revealed fully in human hearts as in a mirror this is worthy of the world of mankind this is the true evolution and progress of humanity this is the supreme bestowal otherwise by simple development along material lines man is not perfected at most the physical aspect of man his natural or material conditions may become stabilized and improved but he will remain deprived of the spiritual or divine bestowal he is then like a body without a spirit a lamp without the light an eye without the power of vision an ear that hears no sound a mind incapable of perceiving an intellect minus the power of reason man has two powers and his development two aspects one power is connected with the material world and by it he is capable of material advancement the other power is spiritual and through its development his inner potential nature is awakened these powers are like two wings both must be developed for flight is impossible with one wing praise be to god material advancement has been evident in the world but there is need of spiritual advancement in like proportion we must strive unceasingly and without rest to accomplish the development of the spiritual nature in man and endeavor with tireless energy to advance humanity toward the nobility of its true and intended station for the body of man is accidental it is of no importance the time of its disintegration will inevitably come but the spirit of man is essential and therefore eternal it is a divine bounty it is the effulgence of the sun of reality and therefore of greater importance than the physical body i pray for you you have come to visit me and i am most grateful i shall ask confirmation and assistance for you from god the generous the bestower that you may be aided in serving the world of humanity end of section 13